listening to a rendition of the hymn we're going to be looking at today, Where Charity and Love Prevail, because today is Tuesday, July 9th, in the year of our Lord 2019, being a Rumination Tuesday. We have with us our good friend, Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good. I, that snow is really down well today. <laughs> snow? <laughs> There's no snow. No, of course not. This well, that's just good. July in St. Louis. Well, it doesn't matter. You can have all kinds of weather depending where you're at. But um, yeah, so how do you enjoy the Pentecost season? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's my well. It's not your favorite. I, it's not Advent my favorite. And Advent is. and Lent are my favorite. Yes, I know that. Are my favorite liturgical seasons. But right. uh, you know, Pentecost, uh, it's. It's, uh, I think, a less busy time for us pastors, you know, because summer, you know, well, there's your no schedule. School. schedule opens up a little bit, and you can do different things. Uh, I was thinking the other day, it's, a, you know, it's it's too bad I didn't decide to uh, preach on a on a theme this summer, like maybe uh, sermons on the Apostles' Creed or something like that. Haven't done that for a while. Oh, no, I always follow the readings. Oh, well, I, I have been. Yes, I, yeah. I, I do too. I, I pretty much... Uh, You're in the three-year reading? Right, three years. So that means you can go... What, nine what, years. You can go nine, nine years, years without nine repeating years yourself. Without ever repeating. <laughs> Boy. This is why I like transferring from church to church after about a year or yeah, two at yeah. each church. I just... Redo just the recycle sermons. the sermons. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I've uh, in fact last week I preached at four congregations, same text, same sermon, but all of them were different because of what was going on in the congregation. No kidding. Oh yeah, different applications. That's right, different applications. Oh wow, you really you really work at that. So you alter your sermon, yes, uh, slightly for each one. This is why going back. Three years ago, and looking at the same sermon I preached doesn't work because, well, we can't thank God that not the whole church burned down when none of it burned down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and my problem is even you know, I, I when I when I run into an illustration, well, uh, President Roosevelt said yes, today. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah. If you bring any of the civic stuff in. Um, yeah, you all heard about the uh, downing of the Twin Towers. And, yeah, uh, yeah oh, that's, that's... I know pastors who didn't preach on that that Sunday. Never mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, no, I'll tell you. It reminds I, me, I was at the senior college, and it was when Kennedy was going after the uh, nuclear stuff in Cuba. Oh, I remember that well. And the guy preaching didn't mention it at all, not even in the prayers. Hmm, no That's kidding. That's what everybody was thinking about. Wow. So the problem with the congregations I'm at now is I send to them on Monday the hymns, the yeah. text, the yeah. sermon title, whereas when I was at St. James for 28 years, a lot of times I wouldn't decide the sermon till Saturday. Oh, really? And we would put the bulletin out Saturday night. because I just When saw. did you pick the hymns? Um... I got to pick them by Thursday at Lit. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes if we correct. have, a, I, we I have a, a young organist, sometimes they like a Monday, you know. I oh, mean, wow. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, but you, you know, you got to accommodate the organists, you know. No, no, absolutely. There, 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 there aren't, there aren't as many organists as there used to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there should be a way in teaching this. Well, where charity and love prevail, it's not a well-known hymn from your point of view and my point of view, but let's take a look at it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Where charity and love prevail, there God is ever found. Brought here together by Christ's love, by love are we thus bound. Okay, I had in the promo this question. What does it mean that where charity and love prevail, God is ever found? Like there are unbelievers who do charity and love. Is God found there? Well, I think, uh, aren't we talking about agape love? Aren't we talking about... I don't know, because it's in the English. It just says, there God is ever found. And what kind of love? I would say it's probably, it's, it's got to be talking about agape love. Yeah, in fact, what's the statement right after that? You're talking about verse 2 or? 1. Where charity and love prevail, there God is ever found brought here together by Christ's love. Yeah. So you're correct. It's agape love that Mm -hmm. he's talking about. And that's where God is found. I don't know. It's... That's uh, the first Corinthians 13 love. Yes. Talks about it there. Yeah, love is the most important. Why would this hymn be the hymn for the day? Have you looked at the readings yet? Yes, it's the the, uh, parable of the Good Samaritan. Yes, which everybody almost gets wrong. Right. <laughs> I remember Dr. Martin Charlemagne making the point. You know, he said, this is not a parable in the strict sense of the word. It's an illustrative story, yes. he said. That's what he called it, illust- illustrative story. Because the question and the key question in this whole thing is, uh, who is my neighbor? Yeah. And Wait. why is that so important in this? Now, Charlemagne didn't say that last part because I would disagree with that. That is not the key question in this whole thing. Who is my neighbor? Well, it's not the key question, but it's it's the question that that brings up the illustrative story. Um. Yeah. Remember the uh, was it the, was it uh, a Pharisee that said no a lawyer it was a lawyer that's a scribe, and he says uh, and who is my neighbor? Yeah, but that's not the question. Okay. And unfortunately, they don't have the question in the reading. The question of the lawyer to Jesus is, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Right. That's the main thing. And and Jesus is saying, no problem. Just do the will of God. Right. Do this and you will live. Yeah. Uh Very easy. (laughs) Uh, By the way, here's one out of a million things you're not doing right now. Right. You know... You know, you you don't love the Samaritans, and then he yeah, and then he tweaks him by showing that it was the Samaritan. Yeah, that, he that, asks him that. That uh, the guy doesn't even use the word. Doesn't Samaritan. know. He says no. the one who, the one who showed mercy yes. on him. Well he wouldn't said. even mention. No, wouldn't even mention. Wouldn't even the word take Samaritan. the name. But I guarantee you, I'll be hearing a lot of sermons on the radio as I'm driving that take this as being the good neighbor, and we have right. to love our neighbors. Right. And, They'll probably bring in uh, illegal aliens coming here, and we need to love them and this kind of stuff. Yeah, social justice. The other reading is in Leviticus 18. I did this on Monday, where the Lord says to Moses, Speak 
to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt or in the land of Canaan. Then it skips down to chapter 9 and illustrates all the things they're not supposed to do. And it's not, not, not to farm right up to the yeah. edge. And that kind of that explains what the gleaners are. Remember the story of Ruth. She was exactly. a gleaner. It yes. explains their their welfare system in that yeah, day. You know? Exactly. You, you know, you you save the edges of the field uh, for the for the less fortunate. Uh, also, the fallen grapes of your vineyard don't pick up. Right. Leave something for the poor to yeah, pick up. That's exactly. Yeah. And didn't Boaz leave extra for Ruth? Yeah, Rufus? yeah. He's, oh, he would. You know, I think I think he was sweet on Ruth from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and maybe God has something to do with yeah, that. I think so. <laughs> to keep the line. Yeah, that's going. a great story too. Oh no, that's that's just wonderful. And so all of the rest of Luke nineteen nine to eighteen explains how charity and love prevails. That's why I think they chose this hymn. Mm-hmm. I hope they didn't choose it on the basis of the Good Samaritan because that would be a wrong interpretation. Now explain that. Why? Why would that be a wrong interpretation? Because no amount of charity and love that's Christ's love occurs with this lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's doing it just the reason the Babylonian captivity folks did it. You know, because that's what you're supposed to do. Remember that, uh, Pharisee? Thank God I'm not like that. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I... I keep the law. Yeah, I keep the law. So that's really critical to understand. This is a huge difference. I, I find this is part of the sermon I'm doing today at 10 o'clock, that I'll pick people up with Uber, and especially unbelievers, when you explain to them what the gospel is, they almost always say, well, that's ridiculous. Because they don't have faith. They don't understand sure. it. No, they don't get it. And and so uh, that's when, when um, the Pharisees heard that this guy from Nazareth claims to be the Messiah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Can yeah. anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. yeah. Even one of the disciples said that. Yeah. Stanza two, I'll do. With grateful joy and holy fear, his charity we learn. Let us with heart and mind and soul now love him in return. So what's the charity we learn? We love because he first loved us. Yeah. And that's really important. Love, love that took him to the cross. Yes. So every other religion is we love in order to be saved. Right. And they totally mess it up. They think love is something that leads to salvation. Right. Where our point of view is love it's a, follows it's, salvation. It's a thank offering. Yeah, exa- well said. Thank offering. Exactly. All righty. Um, I had fun with last week's sermon where it talks about you can't carry a purse. You can't <laughs> carry uh, shoes. You can't carry a knapsack. And don't greet anybody. Yes. And so... Yeah, don't greet any. Now, was that a safety precaution? What do you think? No, don't. No. no uh, Why did he say that? He said it. Don't greet. He said, "Don't greet anybody scr- on the way." Scripture interprets scripture. Uh huh. Right. What Jesus is doing is sending out the seventy-two right. in an emergency. And here's the example I gave: 
An ambulance driver is rushing to a car crash, but he sees his girlfriend coming out of the store. So he stops the ambulance in order to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Don't be talking to anybody. So don't get hung up. Don't get sidetracked. I'm sending you out as as sheep among wolves. And the purse? Uh, I, I said it this way. When I go out to visit, I'm not to take a wallet. I'm not to take shoes. I'm not to, what does all this mean? Well, when you look at the original Greek, the purse was a container which gathered money. Uh-huh. It would be like me going to a shine yeah, and yeah. making sure I take an offering right, plate with right, me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Put the offering. <laughs> Give her communion and say, well, I'm ready to leave almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And the knapsack is a beggar's knapsack. Like in San Francisco or St. Louis, you'll uh-huh. see these folks sitting uh-huh. in the street, and they've got a bowl in front of them. You're supposed to put money in and this so, sort of thing. So don't make it look like you're coming begging. Exactly. Uh-huh. Also, eat the food they That's give right. you. That's right. Don't be complaining. Oh, when I and was... don't move from house to house. Well, there's a better deal over here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried about that in Russia when I went there because I didn't know if I liked the food. But we had a tremendous cook. She was full-time, and what she had also was sour cream, which Uh. I put on everything. (laughs) And even the borscht tasted good. (laughs) So I was still eating their food and stuff like that. But, boy, that would be tough sometimes. You see these missionaries there with a tribe, and they just killed an animal, and the chief is... Tearing off the meat with his greasy hands yeah. and handing the missionary, here, eat this. Yeah, yeah. I give credit to missionaries. I do, too. Man. Let me tell you, boy. You no. aren't kidding. This they week, have something I don't have, that's for sure. Yeah. This week I've been at McDonald's three times because they have the triple cheeseburger for $2. Yeah. And then I take it home and put another piece of cheese on it. Triple <laughs> yes. cheeseburger. Right, two dollars. Yes, have to try that. Have you tried the uh, Have you tried the Kentucky Fried Chicken? Uh, no, uh, Cheetos. No breading. <laughs> no, it's more than a dollar. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. So, I, so you limit yourself. If you don't have a dollar, I picked up a lady last night on Uber. She worked at Subway, right, right by the Sam. Uh huh. And I said, "Why don't you have a dollar menu?" And she laughed. <laughs> you know, well, funny things we talk about when we talk about the hymn. <laughs> yeah, that's get back. Well, to that's charity and love. Yeah, there you, you go. see. You know, I'll still come to the subway because they're good food. All right, next verse three. Forgive we now each other's faults, as we our faults confess, and let us love each other well in Christian holiness. That's actually a part of the liturgy. That's used in that we confess our faults one to another. Right. Remember that part? That's right. And um, that's always done in a communion service. Right. Yeah. That's right. It should be. Yes. In fact, even uh, we even have a confessional on those rare Sundays we don't have communion. We have the confession and absolution. But what we don't is in matins. And that's, once a month, true. I would do matins, but then we would go to the Lord's Supper sometimes, and I would go back to uh-huh. page five and right. have the confession of sins, right. the absolution, and then go sure. move into that. 
So uh, that's kind of important. I'll read. You know, you know, I'll tell you, if I can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, that confession absolution is so rich. Yes. I know a lot of guys like to drop it on Sundays like, you know, Christmas and Easter. And they say, well, let's get right into the glorious hymns. Let's not confess our sins. Right. But on the other hand, I had a, I have a member in my congregation that came to us from uh, another denomination. Sure. And, and he heard the absolution. The forgiveness of sins. Oh my! He says, he says "Well, that's that's, that's everything. That, that makes that yeah. makes coming to church worthwhile. You know, yeah. just hearing the word of absolution. Yeah, that's so. Don't drop the don't drop the confession absolution. Yeah, you hear the word of God not just with the sermon, but the hymns, the liturgy, the readings. Right, the word of God is everywhere. There. Absolutely. All right. Um, what verse are we on? Four. Uh, four. Go ahead. Let strife among us be unknown. Let all contention cease. Be God's the glory that we seek. Be ours his holy peace. Let strife among us be unknown, except at Walt Disney. Yeah, I was telling you about that. Yeah. Some fight. Some fight went on. A family, a family squabble, oh, and they boy. came to blows. Yeah. It was either Disney World, Disneyland, I'm not sure which. But it was on the news, yeah. Boy, that's something. Oh, it was a it was a real rumble. Yeah. <laughs> uh was it on Fox? Yeah, Fox yeah. News. And um I, I know one of my field workers had gone to a church and he was in the parsonage and the trustees thought that they still owned the parsonage and he they would just walk in anytime they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no and, kidding. And that came to fisticuffs. I guess so, yeah. yeah. So they would just barge in the house. Yeah, it was their parsonage. Boy. So so who got in the fight? The the pastor with one of the The trustees. pastor with one of the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's... I shouldn't laugh. It's not, no. That's not a good thing to happen. No, that never happened at your parsonage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Five, let us recall that in our midst dwells Christ, his only Son, as members of his body joined. We are in him made one. Where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst, midst of, of you. him. I'm, I'm sure that's where this was picked up by Westendorf, who wrote this, or uh, translated it. This is actually a Latin hymn from the Latin ninth century. Latin hymn from the ninth century. Yeah. Well, it's about time we got it back in the hymnal, huh? <laughs> yes. Ninth century hymn. That's, that's no issues, etc. Has a kind of ad for their music program, and they have a portion of a hymn from almost most centuries. Yes, yes, way back. I've seen that, and I've they're heard really that. good. They are good. Oh, I tell you, yeah. beautiful. Six, for love excludes no race or clan that names the Savior's name. His family embraces all whose father is the same. Yeah, that's coming probably from Galatians where he says there's no distinction between male or female, Jew or Greek, slave or free. Bond or free, right. Yeah, that's that's something. So I have to say I've never sung this. I haven't either. I'm not familiar with the, the, the tune. No, and um, I've already chosen the hymns uh, for Sunday. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing that one on Law and Gospel where the left side hymn is Law and the right side hymn is Gospel. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, we're doing the first one at the beginning and the second one at the end. Do you pick the same hymns for every congregation? Oh, yeah. 
No, 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 no. I have an organist, and he can only play certain things, so uh-huh. he chooses. He chooses the hymns. by looking at the readings and such, and he oh, does a good. good job. That's good. Yeah. So, um, and when I was at St. James for twenty-eight years, you know. I had uh, the two women, the organist and the choir director, would help choose. We would meet mm-hmm. together. I would say, here's when I'm preaching, and they would help decide. But it sounds like I need to get going. Yeah, you're preaching at chapel unless today. You want to take over for me? Uh, I don't think so. No, I didn't think so either. <laughs> okay, so we're going to let you hear the hymn again, um, Where Charity and Love Prevail. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.
Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.